police in the morning. Get a front row seat to the carnage. The world's first POV action horror movie. Hitman Frank Zamosa is hired for a lucrative mission by a rich client. The objective? Kill two people in a hotel. But this simple snuff job soon becomes a nightmare as an army of insane henchmen and monsters are waiting for him, all under the control of an ancient and unstoppable demon. Now Frank must fight his way out in a blood-soaked battle with any weapon he can get his hands on while taking you along for the ride. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Bros. Here at B-Movie's the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So here we are in February. And you know, what says February better than love and kindness and joy? And what better way to describe love than, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So it's beauty's in the eye of the beholder month. We're taking a look at movies from the first person perspective. And this week we're taking a look at the 2013 film Hotel Inferno. It's basically found footage films that aren't found footage films. So you've seen what the back of the box had to say. Let's take dive into the shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. So I want to start with, with the bottom here. Let's just get it out of the way. All right, works for me. For me, number three, the character Honey. So periodically throughout the movie, the main character, Hitman... You, in the first person, calls his girlfriend. Just, you know, on the phone, it says, Honey. And she's kind of a bitch. He's like, yeah, I kind of have to work late. Well, fuck you then. I don't want to... Just, why are you even talking to her? And meanwhile, he's, like, bleeding to death or, like, just been stabbed or something like that. He's like, just just called to tell you I love you. I don't want to talk to you right now. You called me four minutes ago. The bachelor's on. Leave me alone. Number two, the story and explanation portions of this movie are pretty boring. The fact that it's in the first-person view means that when something's being explained or he's just talking to another character, it's just a steady shot of one thing and nothing happening for several minutes at a time. And, you know, for a movie, it's, you know, boring when nothing is occurring on screen. And number one. So, the best way to describe this movie is like a video game that you can't play. I mean, you're fighting monsters, you're finding items, even down to the part where he finds a map of the building and, you know, starts discovering secret areas, complete with hidden bosses and bonus weapons that you wouldn't get otherwise during the game. Like, come on now, like, it's a fucking tease and a half, like, I just want to take control of this guy and make him stop being a bitch and just beat the shit out of these monsters. Yeah, I feel like if I was in control, I could have probably done a little bit better. Alright, number three. So, I know this isn't a found footage film, but we're not given any reason why it's in first person point of view. Um, It just kind of is for stylistic purposes, which is weird. I feel like they really should have had one. They introduced these glasses the guy's wearing at the beginning, but... It's not the reason why. He gets rid of them pretty early, so... Yeah, no real reason for it to be in that. And it... Not only did it not make sense, it kind of took away from a lot of the suspense that comes with these kind of films. So, I... I I would have liked, you know, anything to work with that. Number two. There's this music playing in the background constantly, and once again, it's a POV film... So that's kind of weird. That really killed the suspense for a lot of it. Like, I 
I guess they were going for the video game style, but I mean, if it's supposed to be like your perspective, it just doesn't work for suspense or anything like that. I mean, was it playing in his head or something like that? Was he just carrying around a, I don't know, like a CD player or something like that? Did he have an iPod shuffle with a speaker <laughs> on his hip the whole movie? Yeah, that was a little weird. And number one, so working off the two other points, the majority of this film feels like it's either a video game I can't play or a haunted house I can't walk through, which made me wonder why I was watching this film and not just, you know, either playing a video game or walking through a haunted house. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree, but no. on to the top three. What was good about this movie? And number three, I felt like the special effects looked pretty good. There's some gruesome details, and most of the monsters and characters are wearing some kind of either prosthetic piece or heavy makeup, and I found it, you know, really fitting and fun for the film. Like, you can tell when there's, like, a mask and, like, it's not somebody's head, but it was, it was kind of endearing. I, well, I liked it. Or, like, you can tell, like, all the cuts and stuff on the, yeah. the main character's hand is, like, a latex glove over top of his hand with, like, guts and stuff in it. But it, there's a charm to it, I feel that's just, I mean, it, it fits the movie very well. Number two. So, there's a fight scene in a forest where he is, like, actually being kind of badass and taking on, like, I think it was, like, a couple dozen of these, like, monster zombie creature demon things, and it's just a super fun scene. No, oh, yeah. Number one. The whole reason to watch this movie is blood and gore galore. I mean, every time... Aside from, like, the explanation scenes, every time you turn around, either the main character is getting beat up, or something else is getting beat up, or bloodied, or broken, or exploded, or set on fire, and it's just, it's just good old-fashioned fun violence. Like, there's no other reason or context other than, hey, want to make a movie with lots of blood and gore and, like, stuff getting killed? Sure. This is that movie. Yeah, there's a plot, but... It's basically just an excuse to have lots of gore. I mean, it's it, it's a plot that's it's not even as like convincing as a video game plot. Like, I, I feel like you know it it could have had the plot could have even been simplified even more, and the movie would have made more sense and been better. Just been like this guy's trapped in a hotel, and oh no, there's a bunch of demons everywhere. He has to escape, but you know they put all this other shit in there to like give it context and whatever. And it's like. You know, I don't really care about that, but blood and gore and shit, hell yeah. So number three, I appreciated a lot of the um, low, lesser quality things, like the uh, voice acting, which um, was just some of the worst voiceover work I've ever heard. Um, and even though I thought a lot of the, um, the effects were really good, some of them are kind of, you know, obviously fake. But I, I kind of liked that fact. I thought it was charming. I thought it was nice. And it seemed like a film that must have been fun to make. And it was, you know, low budget at its uh, bloody finest, I guess. Number two. The action in this movie is basically nonstop once it starts. So there are a few spots where, you know, there's this talking and explaining the plot. But it doesn't last that long. And it doesn't really take away from the, like, gore fest, which... Um, was nice. This movie definitely was not boring overall. And number one, there was just a shit ton of blood and gore and violence that for seemingly no real reason. I mean, there's a, an explanation, I guess, but like, there's way more blood than necessary. Like, people 
bleed and like will just have their organs hang out for after receiving damage that shouldn't have done that much and have they seem to have more blood than I think the human body even has, which is pretty neat. <laughs> and that's that's like the first time the main character gets stabbed and he goes to wash his hand and like a gallon of blood gushes out of his hand. Oh, like as he's washing it. <laughs> And a lot of it was, um, I'd say the majority of it was done using uh, practical effects, which is always nice to see. I, I definitely have to credit this movie with its effects. Even the cheap ones were still pretty nice to see. So Paul did make mention of the atrocious voiceovers, and we grabbed ourselves a couple quotes to have a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who had the better quotes. I'm going to get us started with, we must record everything. No matter how many demon cocks you sucked. She needs pain to calm her. You must smash their skulls and extract the brain. I just hope the resolution was high enough to see his brains come out. I should give you the nosy fuck badge. When I find you, I'll kill you ten times over, fucker. Honey, I gotta go. That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this film or anything else you'd like to say about it, please leave it in the comments below. It's time for our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scales are of our scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots did you need to get through this film? I gave it a 2 out of 10. I gave it a 3 out of 10. Hotel Inferno is one of those films that I know I should hate, but I just end up loving it. The voiceovers are atrocious, the story is super generic, but it's all about the blood and gore. So much of the dialogue is hit or miss, with a majority of it being just the main character saying, fuck you, to the main baddie. The movie's just like one long scene of people getting brutally murdered or set on fire and in the end i wasn't searching for anything more than that in this film and it just left me quite satisfied hotel inferno is a deeply flawed pers- first person perspective film in a film like this there there's an expectation that you'll get some kind of reason as to why we're seeing everything through the protagonist's perspective and there definitely should not be a, a soundtrack playing or any music playing in the background unless it's coming from an outside source somewhere in the environment. This movie just kind of says, fuck it, and does what it wants, for better or for worse. Making for a strange, campy, and largely incoherent experience. It's basically a video game I can't play, which is somewhat annoying. That being said, this movie has a lot of action, which is done surprisingly well, and... What it, what it lacks in structure, it makes up for in gratuitous violence and gore. It's just over an hour long, so if you're looking for a low-budget, action-filled gore fest, it's certainly worth a watch. As long as you take this movie for what it is and appreciate what it has to offer, you'll have a lot of a lot of fun watching it. Hotel Inferno, for all its issues, is at its core a fun, low-foot, low-budget film. Well, just in case you want to know how to drink away this flick, drink away this flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away this flick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give some drink games for this film, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time the glasses flicker, take a drink. Number two, every time the character does something with one hand that should be done with two, take a drink. Number three, whenever Miss Strangia initiates a conversation with the main character, take a drink. Number four, anytime a limb is broken or severed, take a drink. And number five, of course, because its beauty is in the eye of the beholder month, Every time someone pays attention to you, aka the main character, take a drink. Every time someone vomits, take a drink. Every time someone comes back to life after dying, take a drink. Every time something is wrapped in a bandage, take a drink. Every time the main character acquires a new weapon, take a drink. 
And those are your ways to drink away this flip. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you can leave us a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmoviebros.gmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash bmoviebros, also on Twitter at bmoviebros, my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebros.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to help support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Link for, links for right below. We've come to the end of week one for Beauties in the Eye of the Beholder month. So, only one movie, so obviously Hotel Inferno is in first place. But the real question is, will it be dethroned next week as we take on another first-person film? The 2015 movie, Hardcore Henry. Sounds badass. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Get over there. See you in the room.